Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Radio is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John and Pastor Ed on K-Praise. And good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon and I'm with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. He's the treasurer. And tonight's program is A Day with Gina. So if this is the first time you have joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women regain control of their lives. So, you know, um, this is going to be a great topic tonight. We have a special guest with us. Her name is Gina. Um, it's going to be very interesting to not, today, tonight to hear how Gina explains what homelessness is like out there on the streets. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to this, Ed and Blaine and Gina. Is so I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. We're, we're very excited to have you. And Blaine, you know, I, we always like to start off with a scripture. Could you give us a scripture for the day? Yeah, I, I've, uh, I believe the Lord put this on my heart, a very familiar scripture to our audience out there. Um, and hopefully by the time we're through today, spending time with each other and, and tonight, uh, it's, it'll just mean a little bit more. So it's, it's found in the book of Philippians. It's chapter 10 or chapter 4, verse 10 through 14. I'll try to get through that. It says, Paul speaking, he says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished. Um, again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak in regard, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am in to be confident. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everything and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think, John, as, as we spend some time, we're learning a little bit about homelessness. Um, you know, Paul was out on that road. He was building some tents. Yeah. Um, and this is just talking about, you know, some, some needs, some a church helping out. And it seems like, you know, the church is always the church. We are the body of Christ. And as we share tonight and we talk about some of the things that, that we've been blessed to do on, on helping um, we're really gonna, we're going to catch you know Gina's side. She's she's going to not only go over a little bit about her life, but it seems like Gina, you are very involved with a lot of the folks out there. Yes, I am. Yeah. So um, that's the scripture that, that was on my heart, and um, I'll, I'll leave it back to you guys. We'll we'll get some questions going. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Gina. You know, um, a lot of people, including myself, you know, when we see someone who's out there on the streets. And, you know, like, you know, I know the word is called outsiders. I think they prefer to be called out there than homeless. Yes. yes. And, um, you know, um, my my question to you would be, you know, how did you become homeless and how long have you been out there? Um, I used to work for a nonprofit um, organization. Um, I got really sick. By the time I went back to work, I didn't have my job. So I went back on welfare and um, you have to not own a car or any of that in order to get anything. So I wasn't able to keep my job anymore, and my rent was over $1,000, and I just got behind over and over and over, and I 
wound up being evicted. I was in a home for 10 years, and I was back out on the streets. Um, this is my first time I've ever been homeless. It's really scary out there. Um, I've been out there for four years now. Wow. So they, so that all complicated from you. Um, that's one of the things I want to touch out there with the audience. It's not of a choice. A lot of people think it's a choice that they want to be homeless in a lot of ways, and it's usually because of drugs or alcohol, and they call that a choice that's or not, bad, you know, yeah. That's mistake. not true. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, and I want that to let it be known out there to the audience. So, um, yeah, um, you know, um, can you kind of describe a day? Out there, um, being out as an outsider out there? Well, every day we got to, um, where are we going to eat? Where are we going to wash up? Where are we going to shower? Um, when we have, when we're out there, we can't leave our stuff out there because they'll get us for abandonment and they take our stuff. Can um, you, can you explain that to the to yeah, our listeners? If, um, if you want to get a job, how are you going to get a job if you don't have anywhere to put your stuff? Um, if you do leave it somewhere, the cops will come by. Um, the city, they'll say that you abandoned it. They will take it. So then you come back, your clothes are gone. All your, everything, everything you own is gone. All you have is what you're wearing. And it's really hard. I understand also that if you leave someone else to watch your stuff, they still consider that abandonment? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And there's a few officers that are out there that are familiar with us, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, they're the ones that really like to take our stuff, and it just makes it hard for us to get ahead. And, you know, when, you, when you're talking about getting a job, can um, you explain a little bit more into detail about why, how hard it is to get a job? Because we know that you have no place to store your clothes, so you can't bring your clothes to the work site, um, you know. Well, we and, don't have anywhere to take a shower. Right, shower. Um, mm-hmm. We need a shower. There's a lot of people say, well, if you don't want to be homeless anymore. Why don't you go get a job? It's not that easy just to get a job. You got to mm-hmm. worry about your belongings. You got to worry about taking a shower. You know, you present, you know, clean clothes, um, be presentable and being homeless you and nothing available. You, you can't present yourself to get a job. We hear a lot of uh, uh, people, um, you hear a lot on the news, there's a lot of resources out there that provide a lot of these uh, uh, places for you. Is that true? Um, There is a lot of resources out there, but a lot of them you don't qualify for. A lot of homeless have a dog or, and there's no facility or no place that will accept you and your dog. Um, A lot of people are depressed out there and that is their companion. Um. Yeah, um, you know, um, I do get a, when we're out there and out there uh, witnessing and sharing and helping the homeless and outreach out there, we do run across a lot of that with uh, homeless um, outsiders with their um, dogs and pets. And that is one of the chief complaints that I do know of. Um, So, yeah. I was offered um, a hotel voucher at one point in time, um, but I never received it. Could you explain what a hotel voucher to the public? A hotel voucher is where they put you up in a night, either one night, two. They can house you up to four weeks if they wanted to. Mm. Um, but I'm still waiting, and it's been like three, four months since I was offered that. Yeah. Can I ask where you get these vouchers from? I know at one time the police were doing it, and they've um, stopped. The so. police department, um, mm. nonprofit organizations can give them to you, mm. um, 211. 
Now, do they give them to everybody, or how does that work? Well, they pick and choose. That's how I feel. They pick and choose. I'm still waiting for my hotel voucher, and it's been like three or four months, and there's other people that they just ask for one and they give it to them. So it's kind of frustrating out there. Like, if they could get one, why can't I get one? Absolutely. Now, do um, once they get you into these hotels and that, do they follow up with you, or do they or do, or do the... Or no. do they, most of the people go back out on the streets? Um, they give you one to three days. They don't follow up, and that's due the city police department. Um, and to me, personally, that's just when they <clears throat> don't come and check on you or anything, and those three days are up, they just put you right back out on the streets. To me, that's setting you up for failure. I feel that if you gave me a chance to go into housing or I can make a difference. You know, I could be one of your um, your success stories, but I haven't had that opportunity or given that chance. You know, I am so glad you said that, Gina, and we are so thankful you're here. Um, this org- Cornerstone's been going to a certain destination for many, many, many years, and you seem to always make your way there from wherever you're staying. And And I have noticed and we have found that not only do you care for a lot of the people out there um, because we have we have donations. We have people helping us with food and clothing. You seem to grab some clothing. It seems like you're you're able to even shop for some people out there. And you'll I've seen you call out somebody and say, hey, I've got they've got your size in Levi's. And so, you know, you've got that heart. You know, you've got that heart um, for those around you. And, and and that's really why, you know, we, we are so thrilled that you're here with us. Amen. But I have noticed that with you, and we've noticed that you have accepted Jesus. You've been baptized. You've got that Bible. Yes. Um, we know that our Lord and Savior, he just loves us yes. like, like there's nothing else. He loves yes. us more in all of creation. And so you've been a blessing. And I, I just want to agree with Gina right there. I can imagine if she was in a place, um, you seem to care for others. Yes, I do. And um, And so praise God for that. You know, praise God. He he changes our hearts. He changes our um, our paths. And as we read earlier, you know, we can do all things through Christ yes. who strengthens us. So um, I just want to agree with that. I, you know, can I ask one more a question? Um, sure. Yeah, you've been talking ahead. about employment. And I know, you know, I, I was born in El Cajon. I'm very thankful that I get to share with these men and, and meet a lot of the people that are homeless in El Cajon. I... I when I see someone homeless, I'm like, man, why can't you just go out there and get a job? And I, I know we've talked about that, but do you have people, because people are concerned, you know, especially our audience, believers in Christ, the church, the body. Absolutely. Do people say, well, why don't you just go get a job? I mean, what, what is your response to that? I know we've talked about it a little bit, but how does, what, what's your response to that? Well, when you fill out an application, they ask certain questions, and one is your name, of course, and then you get to your address. What are the homeless going to use as an address? One thing, one I know for a fact, you cannot put that you're homeless, else they will not hire you. Okay. If you put address homeless, they will not hire you for that position. Okay. And, you know, um, I know there's a lot of uh, IDs has to come into play, I'm sure. that Yes. Uh, um a lot of our stuff gets taken um, mm-hmm. by the people that are homeless out there as long as well as I'm homeless. They're homeless too, but people just like to steal your stuff and then you leave your stuff for abandonment. That's what they say. They call it abandonment. And, um, 
you lose your stuff like that. I wasn't born here in El Cajon or San Diego County, so it's kind of hard. I was offered a job. Now I can't get it because of my Social Security card. Yes, uh, you were explaining that to us this uh, last weekend when out the outreach we were out there and being hindered like that. So, folks, you know, these are some of the struggles that uh, homeless has to go through that we cherish because um, we have our homes and we have showers and we have clothes and we usually have our IDs and our banking account. So um, when when you're when you're when you're, when you're dealing to that, you're, you're when you're dealing with stuff like that, it's it's really hard to deal with. So um, you know this is where we're kind of at today. So I know Blaine that you have a question, another question that you'd like to bring up with Gina. So would you go ahead? Well, as we are trying to figure out how to help, right, guys? I mean, we get to see the clothing every week, um, the food, water, bananas. We're loving up. We're, we're, we're doing what we can. Um, but as I look at the situations and and I see that, you know, there's to try and get a job, not only identification, transportation. And, and I think what I'm very, very curious about is um, – hygiene you know are there places out there because i don't know are there places out there that you do that you can get a chance to take a shower um clean up not in east county where where i reside at being homeless okay there's no showers maybe once a month if that but other than that there's nothing in east county just to kind of answer your question there is a they do have some showers in a trailer but about the only time those are pulled out is is a church will have a big event, okay. and they'll bring the showers out, and that's usually about the only time the showers are used. But yes, th- and that's the event that they have, like you said, once every so many months or so yeah. many times a year, yeah. and that's when they set up the booths, free haircuts and stuff like that, clothing and showers. Yeah. Now, what about your uh, clothes um, by washing them? Uh, you know, they they don't have very many laundry mats to do your laundry, I'm sure. And you don't There have... was a lady that came out once a week to the yes. one of the parks and yeah. um she got really sick so she wasn't able to do it anymore. Yeah, we know her, yes. And then much. somebody else took over and maybe for a month and we haven't seen them. They never came back to the park that we So can you explain to the audience what do you do with in cases well, like this? So. Um you could go into a bathroom mm-hmm. at a park if you don't get in trouble for washing your pants or your yeah. shirt out, you know. Yeah. Other than that, there we don't have any. We don't have anywhere to um, do laundry, especially if we don't have an income. Okay. Yes. I mean, food stamps is one thing, but cash. It's hard out there. The, the reason I say that, because you see a lot of the outsiders or, you know, that we call outsiders are homeless. They're pushing shopping carts and people say, wow, look at that. They just got a big mess. But you got to remember, folks out there, that they're carrying uh, clothes just not for a day or two. They're carrying it for a few days, a week or two. So this is why they carry all that and they don't have rooms just to travel like a little uh, travel on case or something like that, or a suitcase. That's so, all that. That's all of our possessions that we have out here, and um, we thank God for you. That's when we get clothing and food. I mean, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have clothing every week because people take them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally steal our stuff. 
Can you, um, that is one of, you know, that's one of the things there too. It's not so much like what you say with um, enforcement coming out and calling abandonment. It's also with your own community in yes. there in that. and Our own homeless. Yes, mm-hmm. your own, yes. And so the, there's a little bit of thievery going on in there. So um, it, that's just kind of the world that's out, it's in there. So can you explain that, deal with sleep too? Because that's where I hear that a lot of people um, can't, don't they like to sleep during the day, overnight? And well, that? during the day, it's not easy to sleep during the day as well. There's been two young girls um, in the matter of two weeks, broad daylight, have gotten stabbed in East County. One of them died and one of them lived. And after the girl that lived, they didn't help her. I mean, they put her right back out on the streets, and that person is still out there. So day or night, we're not safe. Right. Okay. The, uh, one of the things, too, on the clothing, uh, we started seeing clothing just abandoned. And uh, is that due to the fact they can't wash it, uh, that they abandon the clothes and just get new clothes? Pretty much. I mean, because okay. we don't have anywhere, so it's disposable. We have disposable clothing yeah. because we don't have anywhere to wash it. And if we keep it and it's dirty, yeah, we don't we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just one of the, the it's very hard out problems there. of the homeless is that uh, you just don't have the facilities. And a lot of times... When we sit in our homes, uh, I was just thinking the other day because I just moved into an apartment and I didn't realize what it cost <laughs> for the coin machines to yes. wash your clothes. Yes. It's yes. expensive. And uh, <clears throat> I was thinking when I was in my house, we got time to wash the clothes. I threw them in a basket, took them out, threw them in the washer and dryer and closed. Now as I'm listening to you and I'm realizing having now living in an apartment and the difference of uh, living in a house, it's got to be a lot worse for you trying to find some place to wash clothes, or what do you do when the clothes eventually get to the point of, I don't want to say this, but it, you know, it begins to smell after a while. That's uh, why we, I mean, me personally, I don't keep them. I just go get clothes every week. There you go. And that's why it's so important, uh, folks, for us to be out there every week uh, to, to minister and to give hope is a big thing, and to help supply needs. Yeah. I know Blaine that you have a a good question that you'd like to ask Gina. Well, um, there's so many things audience. There's so many things that we're used to and, you know, thank God for all the, the support we have. Um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about sleep, but also if our audience could understand just a little bit tidbit of, you know, I walk around, I've got a cell phone with me everywhere I go. And so I think if we can really try and comprehend or understand, say, a day in the life of Gina or those that are, are out on the streets, why, how do you charge your phone? How, do, you have a, do you have a cell phone? Um, well, I, yeah, I have a cell phone. Um, I've gone through three of them already because people like to steal them. Oh. I mean, you could just be sleeping on the grass and you wake up and your stuff's gone. Your backpack, your phone. All that. Mm-hmm. Um, your cell phone, we can charge them in a spot, and that's at nighttime. If we don't get caught, if we get caught, we get in trouble, of course. You know, we're using their electricity, so we don't have anywhere we can go to. I got you. So, so then you rely on, I mean, really just private industrial areas or anywhere that you can find electricity, try and charge a phone when you can. Yes. 
Okay, because I mean we know how important it is, and I know that there's there's certain things that you go through with life, and you've got your life. You've talked, Gina, about someone who's really been helping you out a lot. Um, they get you a ride to your grandkids. Yes, you I know, have a best friend. His name's Bob. Yeah. Um, he comes and makes sure that I go to my meetings if I have any meetings, my appointments. Um, if I had a job, he would try to get me there the best way he can, but he's got a lot of doctor's appointments himself. So, you know, that brings me up to another thing. So um, when, um, I know that, uh, you get citations out there for, uh, what do they call it? Is it, um, illegal lodging, illegal lodging. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you do? I know that, um, when, when you get illegal lodging, um, I know that you have to appear to the courts. And well, if the um, officers or the park rangers like to take our stuff for abandonment, then we lose track of when our court dates are. Um, that just happened to me. Um, I went to court, and there was nothing. Everything was good. I went to my son's day before yesterday, and now I have an outstanding warrant. So it's very frustrating, very. Absolutely. And I went to the courts and talked to a public defender, and he said, nope, they got this much time and a couple of days later I have a warrant. Yeah. And you know, folks, uh, to let you know that here, uh, we at Cornerstone transitional housing, we do a lot with the East County courthouse and we're so, gr- we're so grateful to be a part of the court system to let us go in there. And what we do, we take Gina in and we get them in with public defenders that we work with and that, and, um, and, and the judges work with us because they know that we have a program that we're trying to get them to take them off the uh, the streets, if I may say, yes. and to get them into a place. And this is um, what we try to do and help them out, and not only by giving them food and water and um, trying to put them into the hotels and follow up with them. We've actually stuck Gina into a, a hotel a couple times and trying to help her to take the next step to get up there and and um, – but we also help them in the courts, and that's one of the crucial things there too, because they get so many um, citations mm-hmm. that it becomes uh, a revolving door. Yeah. You could say as because the minute they take care of one issue, they get another issue, mm-hmm. and and it's usually not the same officer. It's probably another officer that hasn't um, realized. But at the same time, they get these things, so it it, it piles up. So not only are you trying to deal with overcome weather, um, job, trying to get a job, all the above that we have spoke about today? Now we got issues with the court side um, on the courts. So, and that becomes into fines that cannot be paid. And then that equals into either jail time or hopefully that you can get, try to get some community service that you can work it off or yes. something to the effect. So um, I know that's a big, big topic, too, that, um, you know, I I am so, you know, this is really interesting to me. And we deal a lot with, you know, we deal a lot out there, so we know a lot. But, folks, what we're trying to show you is as in is that what it's like to see it through a day with Gina. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm excited. There's so many more questions we we got to answer. Gina, you know, I want to bring you on next week. Would you like to come back on with us? Yes, I will. We would love that. I I know with me, I'm excited about this because I really want them to understand out there how hard it is. And 
it's not as easy it is you know how easy it is just to get off the streets it, yeah. it, it's really tough it is so, i never knew what it was like to be homeless and, it, and you worked it for a nonprofit yes, uh, organization yes. helping the homeless yes. so so i've this been on both a, sides of both, the pits and it's and then for you to be there and you knew a lot before going into yes. that you're still so it just shows what we're dealing with with homelessness and the resourcing and what's going on yes so um um i you know i we're we're, we're gonna we're getting ready to close up the show and um let, let's bring you back and i'm okay. so happy to have yes. you know i'm really looking for next week and for this and Thank um, you for having me. Oh, we really enjoy you telling us about this because we need, everybody needs to know what's going on. Yes. Mm-hmm. This, this, yes. is, this is a cycle that can be broken. Yes, this, it can. This cycle can be broken. And if we all stepped up and we did, I always said, if you have change to donate, that would help. This is what we do. We give back to you, to the people yes. out there on the streets that need yes. it. Yes. So um, I'd like to take a little time to give a shout out. To um, to our sponsors and mm-hmm. our partnerships, we thank Goodwill uh, for helping us out there with the clothing and that. And we want to give a shout out to uh, Sombreros out there, Javier. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you for donating burritos out there to um, the food. And we just want to thank we just want to thank the El Cajon Church for um, uh, with Pastor Steve Forsythe for helping us. Uh, to help the homeless with the outreach team too out there. Yeah. So there's a, um, we just want to give a, our thank you. We want to let you know that Cornerstone Transitional Housing is a 501c3 nonprofit. And um, each of your donations does go 100% to the homeless. And um, we do not take a paycheck. We've been volunteering this for many years now. And um, so please help us so that we can help Gina and the others. May God bless you all tonight and see you next week. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and will remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John and Pastor Ed here on K-Praise.